And back here on the Farm Hour on this Tuesday morning, here over 104.5 WQKT in Worcester, Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office, our guest, uh, frequently here on the Farm Hour once a week or so, and he joins us this morning uh, to talk about winter calf care. Um, Rory, first off, define the age range that we're focusing on, and then I guess uh, talk about some of the challenges involved when you talk about winter calf care. Okay, sure, Ron. Well, for the purposes of our discussion today, we're going to focus on calves from birth to weaning. So uh, we're talking approximately that first 60 days or so of life. And the first point to recognize is that calves are more susceptible to cold stress uh, compared to our older animals because they have, first of all, they have low body fat reserves. And then secondly, they have a larger surface area to body mass ratio. So uh, they lose body heat more rapidly. Now, secondly, uh, those calves from birth through the, about the first three weeks of life rely almost solely on milk or milk replacer as their ration to meet their nutritional needs. So if that program is not well managed, the calf can be in serious trouble pretty quickly in cold weather. And then finally, winter weather often brings conditions that can be conducive to calf pneumonia. And research has shown that calves that experience pneumonia at less than three months of age are going to be affected well into their future lactations if they survive. Okay, Roy, let's get some more details about some of your opening statements. What kind of temperatures cause cold stress on calves? Exactly how cold are we talking? Okay. Secondly, how does calfhood pneumonia affect that calf later in life then as she joins the milking herd? Is it substantial or, or not so much? Right. Yeah, good questions, Ron. So uh, calves from birth until about three to four weeks of age are most comfortable at temperatures between 50 degrees to 68 Fahrenheit. So uh, that's known as the thermal neutral zone. So uh, again, as we're talking in the winter, we're not likely to have those temperatures. So that 50 degree temperature is known as the lower critical temperature boundary. And then as we get temperatures below 50 degrees, that means that the calf is going to require additional energy and protection to maintain normal body functions and to continue to grow, uh, which is our goal. We want to make sure we have continued growth. So beyond three to four weeks of age, then calves begin to develop a thicker hair coat. It helps them to cope with some of those colder temperatures and they may begin to build some fat reserves. So their lower critical temperature at that point uh, increases to about that 40 degree temperature range. Now, regarding detrimental effects of calfhood pneumonia, uh, we know that mortality rates are up to 2.4 times higher, and that can continue until, really, they reach about two and a half years of age. So it really extends, if they get pneumonia, uh, they not out of the woods with uh, at mortality, anywhere from calfhood all the way through about two and a half years of age uh, as an animal. And a calf that does survive pneumonia generally is going to have reduced growth rates through the first six months of life. Uh, they're also more likely to calve and enter that first lactation on an average two months later. So you've got some economic costs associated with that uh, compared to their healthy herd mates. And uh, as they come into milk production, then they have reduced milk production in that first lactation. Turning our attention back to calf care during winter weather, how do management practices, I guess, need to change or, or be modified from when you're talking about the warmer weather care? Right. Well, Ron, I think uh, the focus needs to be on two aspects of calf care. Uh, first of all, the calf's physical environment, and that includes housing and nutrition. And then uh, within each of those two aspects, so we've got housing, that physical environment, and then nutrition. Within each of those two aspects, 
calf care providers need to pay attention to cleanliness and consistency. And while calf care concepts and principles are the same, regardless of weather ambient temperatures, winter weather calf care often demands more effort and more attention to detail and oftentimes just takes more time. Our guest in studio again this morning, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office talking about a wintertime calf care. Rory, you mentioned two focus areas of winter calf care, housing and also nutrition. So let's begin with a closer look at at some winter management practices related to housing. What are some specific winter calf care practices that have to do with the, the calf's physical environment or I guess housing? Sure. One article in a recent edition of the Ohio State University Buckeye Dairy News by Jason Hartshu, who's an extension educator in Crawford County, uh, included several winter management practices to consider beginning with the birth of the calf. So when the calving barn temperature falls below 40 degrees, uh, his advice is to have towels available to wipe down that calf and to help to the cow to dry off that calf quickly. Putting calves into a warm room or a calf warmer can also help those calves to warm up, keep that body temperature up, and dry them off. Uh, we have to remember that when calves are first born and they start shivering, they're burning up really precious energy reserves and they don't have a lot of reserves to begin with. So a newborn calf really only has about 18 hours of brown adipose tissue reserves. Uh, that's what they're going to have to depend on to stay warm. That makes that first colostrum feeding obviously then very extremely important. Cold shivering calves can burn through their reserves even faster. So again, we want to try to dry them off, get them off to a warm start. Calves under three weeks of age then can benefit from the use of calf jackets. Studies show that using calf jackets can improve gains by 0.22 pounds per day compared to those calves that don't have jackets during the cold weather. The benefit, of course, of those calf jackets is that you have to keep those jackets both clean and dry. Rory, on some of your previous programs with us discussing calf management, we've talked about bedding and also ventilation considerations. What are the guidelines there when you're talking about here in the wintertime? Right. Ron, um, we do have some important considerations uh, regarding those things for winter, so that's a good question. Straw, when we think about winter weather management, straw is the gold standard for calf bedding in the winter. It needs to be deep enough so that the calf can nestle down into it and can get its legs covered. It needs to be dry. Uh, some farms will use a base of sawdust uh, that'll help with moisture absorption and then over that sawdust they're going to put a thick layer of straw on top and that that system will actually work pretty well. Regarding ventilation I'm going to go back to some statements in that article that I quoted earlier by Jason Hartshu. Uh, Jason says the goal of winter ventilation is to keep air fresh to minimize disease while not allowing a draft on those calves. With hutchets, if you're using calf hutches, it usually is going to mean having either permanent winter windbreaks or some type of temporary winter windbreaks, and that could be straw bales or hay bales. Now in calf barns, studies have found that solid sides slow disease spread, but they're only beneficial if the front, back, and the top of those pens are open. Otherwise, uh, that environment's too closed in, they create a really high disease microenvironment. When disease and ventilation are challenging your calves, a properly designed positive pressure tube providing ventilation at a rate of about 15 cubic feet per calf per minute can improve calf health without creating a chill. Now regarding calf nutrition, Rory, how does the winter weather affect management practices there? Right. 
Well, for each one degree drop in temperature below that lower critical temperature, so remember for newborn calves up to about three weeks of age, that's 50, and then uh, three to four weeks and above, it's 40 degrees, but for every one degree drop then below that critical temperature, a calf needs a 1% increase in energy to meet maintenance requirements. And the best practice to achieve that is really to meet that increased energy need by feeding that same diet more frequently. In other words, you know, add in extra feeding. So that's, again, we talk about winter care, some extra effort and time. Uh, that's where it would come in, add in extra feeding. In winter, it's critical that the milk or milk replacer be fed at a temperature of 100 to 105 degrees so that those calves can maintain their body temperature and conserve energy. We don't want them to expend energy trying to heat that liquid up as it goes into, into their system. Be aware that storing milk replacer in a cold versus a warm room can also affect what temperature the water needs to start at in order to achieve that correct feeding temperature. Grain starter is another key. Uh, grain starter should be available to calves within the first week of life, even though consumption is probably going to be pretty low. But after about three weeks of life, uh, consumption is going to begin to increase and will become actually a pretty important component of the diet, especially to meet those extra energy requirements when we run into cold weather. And also in cold weather, make sure the starter bucket has, has grain, make sure it's clean, and make sure that that starter mix uh, stays palatable. Rory, I'll go back to past programs that we've had again. Um, you know, we've talked about in the past providing water for calves. How does that management practice then, again, change here during the winter? Right. Well, you might think that, you know, in the winter uh, with water, that's maybe not going to be necessary, but calves do have a need for water in the winter. Um, even though they may obviously drink less than in warmer months, they still need to have that water. Providing free choice water to pre-weaned calves has been shown to improve the rate of gain from birth to weaning by about 33%, so pretty significant as compared to calves that do not receive water. And much of that gain is going to be attributed to the fact that uh, as they drink that water, it also results in about a 30% higher intake of that starter grain, which is important. So water also should be fed at a warm temperature in the winter, somewhere in that 90 to maybe 100 degree uh, temperature range. Other winter recommendations include offer an amount that is close to the predicted consumption. So you're not going to have a lot of water just standing out there in the freeze. So again, offer it in to predicted consumption to reduce dealing with that leftover water and avoid freezing in pails, and develop a feed and dump routine which provides water to calves for a, a finite time period. So you're going to put it out there maybe for an hour. Uh, calves get to know that. Uh, and if you establish that consistency and stick with it, calves learn to drink the water as soon as it's delivered. Uh, they consume what they want, and then you can collect the rest and, and dump it before it freezes. Well, Rory, as usual, if someone out there listening wants to find out more information about our topic today, how do they go about that? Yeah, they can contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. And I'll remind folks uh, that these broadcasts are also available as a podcast, courtesy of WQKT Radio. Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office joining us again here on the Farm Hour. Rory, as always, thanks a lot for coming in. Have a great day. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate the opportunity.